Welcome everyone to another episode of Observing Others with Tim and Kelly. Episode number two. Episode number two. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. So am I. It's close to Christmas. It's getting Christmas. The Christmas spirit is in the air. It is. My kids are going a little bit crazy. I'm going a little bit crazy, but you know, we love Christmas. Yep. I agree. But what about Christmas Day? What about when they get disappointed and they're like, open the gift and it's like which i have teenagers now so like it, the disappointment is there yeah it's not it's not the mat i have a three-year-old too though so the magic is still there my teenagers are like i like the phrase what were you thinking what were you thinking exactly what that's what, what they're thinking exactly what, what was i thinking why, why didn't you get me money so you know well, well that's a perfect a segue kind of into our uh our subject today isn't it is what were you thinking so so isn't it interesting that sometimes we give gifts to our kids that we want to give sometimes it's just something that i want exactly i wish i could have exactly so we give them what we think they want i like that we give them what we think they want and then what's that facial expression it's a disappointment yeah it's what were you thinking expression on the face without even saying the phrase even after I've asked them a million times what they want, I can still get that disappointment. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's no win. Well, you said this is what you wanted, and now this is not what you wanted. It's not ever what they want. No. So last episode, we were talking about a tug of war. So I can totally see this Christmas morning tug of war between uh, not even just jealous siblings with what he got something that she wanted or whatever, and no one can read minds. We talked about observing others. That's that. That's the whole uh, theme of the whole podcast. So, observing our children as they're opening gifts and seeing from their eyes as they're looking at their siblings' gift and the whole jealousy thing. And you're just like, if only we could have read people's mind and not had this struggle war on Christmas Day. It becomes this, you know, this mosh pit fight sometimes, and so. We lose the spirit of Christmas. I love the Christmas season, but Christmas Day sometimes is that, you know, letdown. It's, it's, it's that um, disappointment because... You've had all that excitement leading up to it all. I mean, we, we start this, what, after Halloween, start building up for Christmas. Right. There's all that excitement building up. Anticipation. And then, and then that day when you're just supposed to get that special thing that you've always wanted. Right. And it doesn't happen. So here's how it applies to business. What if that? What if Christmas is a startup, right? Or Christmas is we talked last time about people coming into a networking event. What if Christmas? What if the? What if that anticipation of of launching a product, preparing a you know a, a service or providing a service and having a business, and you go into a a networking meeting and you're trying to. Um, um, Tell people about your new product or service. Maybe it's even just a new job. You were, were working with a new company. And you hit this brick wall, not just of your own making and your own, maybe you might be an introvert or you're a little bit you know, insecure what to say and, and, and do. You hit this brick wall of, of um, the inability to feel like you have feedback or the inability to feel like you can have interplay or interaction and it's it's a tug of war on its own it's it's an internal tug of war right there in the in the middle of the group you get those expectations going into that meeting um that networking event or wherever you're going 
and you've built up the excitement for it that you're going to yep. get something out of it. And then there's that disappointment there. So let's say it was a ribbon cutting and you, you spent money on the ribbon and I mean on the, you know, desserts and you the fanfare, you tried to advertise really well and you invited the community and you had a ribbon cutting and like nobody, hardly anybody comes to the ribbon cutting. Can you see that being Christmas morning and all of a sudden there's this letdown? And you feel kind of bad for that business because, you know, maybe it was just the day of the week, the day of the month. Maybe it's too close to Christmas. I don't know. But but that is a challenge because any everyone out there listening who hosts something and invites people to something and they don't come for whatever reason, you can it can be an emotional trigger. It's a tug of war. You may think, yeah, it's, there's, there's that trigger there. It may be a million different reasons, but in your mind it may be, hey um, – you know, I'm a failure. I didn't, I didn't do this correctly. Or is my business going to work out well because, um, the people I invited didn't show up. Right. So last time we talked about it, marketing and manufacturing, it's like this teeter totter seesaw. It's like this tug of war between getting the work and doing the work, getting the work and doing the work. You have to do both in order to survive and sometimes people spend a lot of time doing busy work instead of marketing because they run into that brick wall that we're talking about. And sometimes that brick wall can hurt. Right. <laughs> when you run into it. Well, I'm going to ask you about customers. I'm going to ask you about clients or, or um, patrons of the chamber. So this is good. Getting new members and retaining members is that tug of war, wouldn't you say? It's a huge tug of war because they're expecting something out of it. They're expecting... Us to do something, we're expecting them to do something. We want them to invest and collaborate and come to our events. And you talk about worrying about people not showing up to events. Right. I always worry about that. There you go. And so um, we have to set those expectations up front um, very clearly of what this relationship is all about. Right. So getting new members and keeping members happy is literally a balancing act. It's that seesaw, that teeter-totter. It's balancing the two because you, you want the new members to become um, loyal members and, and long-term members, and yet you don't want to ignore new people, but you don't, want to not, you don't want to neglect your constituency or your clientele already. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in a startup for those who are in the tech fields in a startup analogy that really fits the same tug-of-war. What about raising venture capital versus... Um, customers. What about the difference between spending more time raising capital with angel investors or with venture capitalists, seed rounds and seed money versus making a product or a service that is meeting a customer's wants and needs? Think about it. Think about how many um, dot coms were dot bombs because they focus more on the financial raising of the capital instead of having a real quality lean startup product that in the end didn't have a market and didn't, didn't um, sell well to the consumer because they put too much emphasis on creating the enterprise and the entity rather than creating the down, the down funnel of all of the customer retention and the churn and burn. I think there's phrases that they talk about. <laughs> you got lots of people out there who, who tried it and then didn't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it looked like they were a great company at the very beginning and people invested at the IPO and it's all big launch and big money. And in the end, wow, 
you were so focused on being a company that you didn't make a product that anyone wanted. Right. I was thinking about this yesterday. We were at Udo again um, for a Silicon Slopes um, event. Yeah. Um, they've done a really good job of focusing, continuing that focus on the experience and what people need out of their their platform that they're offering. Um, yeah, I totally see that because they they're they're trying to invent something, if you will. They're so they use video as a part of their diagnosing and as a part of their um, record tracking and record keeping. So imagine being able to have a video that um, records the information that other people can have um, who need it, whether it's uh, an additional of specialist, whether it's a family member that needs to see something. Instead of having to tell the story all over again, every time they meet with somebody new, they're able to have this documented but not in paper not in in a in that kind of paper environment but actually in a video environment can you imagine having can you imagine having the x-rays on the video and the radiologist reading the x-ray instead of into a dictaphone in a separate thing that's transcribed by a transcriptionist and some of that's old technology but you see where i'm going with this having it overlaid into one product is what makes that really amazing because its its application is that the the patient and the patient's family are using the same tool that the doctors and the specialists are using. Right. So how do we overcome that tug of war though when we're going into um, anywhere an event uh, you know going setting an appointment with someone having a one on one interaction with with someone. How do we begin that process of taking up that tug of war? Well, maybe let's just talk about networking meetings in general. Okay. What if the what if the motivation of the networking company or group was to expand membership? And what if that desire to expand membership um, was a higher priority? than accommodating the individual person's needs and preferences and priorities. So picture this. Yes, it's important to have a date, set a date and a time of the week. So I like that. And, and But yet, what if too much emphasis is on the logistics of socializing this process rather than letting it naturally occur? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. But we, we I and I do this myself. It. I want. I don't want things to naturally occur. Sometimes I fight that. It may be part of the right. the tug of war. That's there. why we're saying this is a tug of war. Uh, but I want to go in and get something out of the event. But you know, I I pull myself back. But I found that when I'm letting it naturally occur, when I'm just being vulnerable, I'm letting myself out there to, of who I am. I I build a better interaction with someone. Awesome. I really like that. Yeah. So so. And as a business development director, it's a perfect subject for you is this idea of how do I expand the the net, the chamber membership, but at the same time, making sure that I am helping the individual member with their priorities, with what they're trying to accomplish. Every member is going to have something different of what they want to bring to the table, what they want to get out of it. And if you're not down on that personal level, with them 
which is, which is difficult because I mean you have over four hundred people you're dealing with, right? And trying to remember who they are and what their needs are. But when you're down on that personal level, you're going to accomplish that um, on a grander scale. Right. So what's interesting is that let, I'm going to use the analogy of a caterer. So let's say you have a caterer that needs to um, cater. Yesterday, Udo. So a caterer was, was hired to cater this event uh, for a large group. If the group had been in the thousands, would the food have been the quality that it was yesterday? Probably not. Probably not, because sometimes the, the 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 volume that's necessary to feed the people would be not cost effective. It would almost be like watering down something because the the demand or need to feed a large group outweighed whether or not the highest quality ingredients were used or the top of the menu choices were selected. And so can you see that as for a poor caterer who wants to keep their reputation going this, that, that same tug of war between quality of the dinner or the food and the, and the quantity of, of being able to meet the request or the requirement of the business, having them cater because yesterday's food was, was just absolutely incredible. And, uh, it, it was, a, it was a fairly good turnout and, I was impressed that the caterer was able to do that good of a job for a larger number than just your conference room type of a meeting. So I was at an event the other day. It was for our business alliance meeting, and there was a miscommunication in how many people would actually be there. So there was already that uh, thought that we were going to run out. The quality wasn't going to be there. Right. Um, we didn't have a good, we had a greater forecast of what they had, what they were planning for. Luckily, we were able to pivot at the moment. Good. But it, it still caused that confusion, right? Right. So, so we, oh, go ahead. No, so that, that ability to balance then the tightrope, you're basically walking as a business person, as a caterer, as a business development person with what, hey, this this idea that there will be a balance, a, a struggle war or a, a tug of war between um, your product, the quality of your product, and your pitch, which we say is your is your marketing, is your is your advertising. Um, some people put a lot of emphasis on the internet, and yet there's still some value in in person. Um, um, interactions. How many people buy their Christmas tree over the internet, Tim? I bought mine over the internet. Yeah. Well, so, but you didn't, did you buy a live Christmas tree over the internet? It was an artificial one. There you go. So most people want to be in person to choose a Christmas tree. I didn't, I've never got my hair cut over the internet, Tim. That would be a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So there's no one virtual with that. So, so that balance of, of actually having a freestanding brick and mortar versus the, internet presence and, and and there will be those people who say well you need more you need more web you know search engine optimization and depending on what they're selling they will push their side of this tug of war and again so in person versus internet the 
how much emphasis you're putting on your product versus spending time on the marketing. So back in the day when they used to have yellow pages, how about that? Ooh, you're taking us back. And, and they were f- big, long, full-colored yellow pages, and people would make decisions not by Google searching a subject, but by just going to the topic and then looking at the person with the best ads. That certainly was more of an advertising way of getting business rather than an interaction way of getting business. And so we're, we're really um, seeing with COVID and with kind of a backlash even on the internet with emails that are spamming or with texts that now are starting to encroach on our personal time and space and with the loss of, of human connection or interaction between people that, that I don't necessarily know where the future is going to be, but I know that it's still going to require us to have the ability to interact with people and a skill set to do that. And and knowing going into it that you've got to balance the doing of the work and the getting of it. We're, we're evolving and technology is going to be a part of, I look in with just my city People are saying, hey, why don't you bring certain businesses in when there's that tug of war of the Amazons, the Walmarts, everyone else trying to take things online. It takes away that personal aspect of walking into a brick and mortar store because why should I open up a brick and mortar store if I can do it all online? People are purchasing things. So we need to change our mindset even through that aspect of of doing business. So I like that. What were you thinking kind of the name of our episode today? And so we're going to ask that question to our listeners. Um, When you are trying to develop your business and market, what are the obstacles that you're facing and what solutions do you have? And is there advice that you can get from somebody else? We believe that being able to take our podcast on location to other businesses and find out their story and see how they overcame some of their obstacles is going to be part of the solution. So what's our next step? Our next step is to have another podcast. It's going to be, we're going to actually take this on the road, right? We're actually going to have a podcast um, from Tucano's on the 6th of January and we weren't, we're not going to be broadcasting live, but we're going to be broadcasting from Tucano's. And we're going to have our, our a, a lunch and afterwards, a lunch meet and greet. So um, if we've, this is what, the 23rd of December, we'll publish and, you know, launch this, download this podcast so that you can download it. And if you're hearing it, you should come visit us at Tucano's on the 6th of January. We would love to have people. We'll try not to be too disappointed. Yeah, exactly. We'll go with whatever shows and up. What's great about Tucanos is that we, we're we not the caterer, and they, they'll they be ready for whatever volume Whatever's we gonna put on them, your right? plate, right? And we've done that before there. I've really liked having lunches at Tucanos. So everyone have a wonderful holiday. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to, to everyone. And then join us um, on January 6th at Tucanos. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Bye.